You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown. Here once again, excited, talking Eagles football because for the first time in four years, for the first time in four years, we got a playoff game to talk about. I'm here with Javon Office from Total Sports Live. Javon, what's happening? I'm doing all right. All right. Well, look, we don't even need to belabor the issue. Mm-hmm. All right. We don't need to belabor the point. We don't need to belabor the issue. Let's get right into it. Okay. All right. All right. On the line with us to preview this game with the Falcons. All right. From bloggingdirty.com, part of the Fan Sighted Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome to our friend, Nafisa Hussein. Nafisa, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. I know you're feeling pretty good about your Falcons. They looked really good last week, so they got a lot of momentum. So let's jump right into it. Nafisa, I want you to finish this sentence. If the Falcons are going to beat the Eagles, it will be because... Their offense, Matt Ryan, finds Julio Jones again. So how, now, I guess the thing about uh, the thing about this game and the thing about the Falcons that that really stands out to me personally is that how you you see teams, especially when they come off playoff losses or su- especially Super Bowl losses, you know, the Eagles included, and you know, it's. To me, personally, like I'm past the point when I talk about the Falcons, about talking about, you know, blowing the lead. Because, honestly, it could happen to anybody. You know, and and at this point, you know, it's like I, I, I am not totally confident about the Eagles that I could sit here and, and make fun of a team for blowing a lead. Because that could be us at, you know, any given Sunday, Saturday, whatever, you know, whatever. But the fact still remains, this is a team, you know, a lot of teams struggle to get back after they lose in the Super Bowl, but the uh, Falcons are poised and ready, are just, they look like they could get back to the Super Bowl, and they could possibly win it. They could possibly win it. Are you, you cover this team, you watch this team every week. Do you feel like they're confident? Do they share that sentiment? Do they feel like, you know, they could get back? Certainly, I, I definitely feel that way. Um, you know, I've, I've discussed this before, where I think there's certainly all the chatter surrounding the team, um, especially because they've had a volatile service season. So there was a there was certainly that that mental hurdle for them to get over uh, directly after last year's Super Bowl, and um, even stumbling during the the middle of the season and saying, you know, well, getting off to a rocky start and then improving and going back to um, struggling a bit. Um, so I think there was definitely a huge mental hurdle for them to overcome, um, and their confidence was tested because, of course, it, it's easy to say, oh, well, forget forget everything else. It's just our team. It's us against the world, and we got this. Um, it's, it's certainly it's um, certainly very hard to just stay focused and 
um, just rely on that internal confidence. Um, but I think, honestly, that they've regained their confidence um, and their faith in, in the team and just their trust. Uh, you know what it is? I see that the Falcons have trusted the process um, and it's paid off. And I think because they're rising when it counts, and that's really what championships and the playoffs are all about, right? Rising up and, and playing well when it counts, and right now is the time to do that. So it's all clicking. I see it clicking, and I really do think that they have the potentials and the potential, the talent, and the momentum to, you know, really go all the way and actually get their first Super Bowl championship this year. All right. Well, first of all, we got a problem here. All right. Okay. The problem is this: trust the process <laughs> is a Philly term. We will not allow the Falcons or Falcons fans to commandeer that phrase from us. We trust the process. They can't trust the process down there in Atlanta. Everybody can trust the process. No, that's wrong. They can't. That's what I thought too. I'm sorry. It's exactly. Exactly. Look, Lisa, we, we like you a lot. We, we appreciate you coming on the show, but we will cut you off in a second. You keep, you keep, look, that's going to be the rules around here. You know, it's, it's all good. But uh, let me ask you this. You know, you talked about the confidence of this team. You talked about them trusting the process, even though they can't trust the process. Yeah, it, it, Trusting the process is a universal I term. Think it, is, it is. I think so. It is not. You're both wrong. I'm right. You and you, you're both wrong. But nonetheless, nonetheless, because, you know, we, don't, we, don't, we only got her here for a couple, for a couple minutes. Yes. All right. You talked about the confidence, the confidence of the team as a whole, and buying into the system and working hard to get back to this position, where they're now in the second round, you know, playing for a chance to go on to a conference championship. Now, how much of the confidence going into this game and going into this week is due to the fact that the Eagles are missing their starting quarterback, Carson Wentz? Well, to tell you the truth, and I may just be. This may be a, um, I may be alone in this, but I don't think that the fact that the Falcons are going up against an Eagles team um, without Carson Wentz is is really that big of a factor. And this is why, um, for for a few reasons. One, yes, Carson Wentz, he he he's amazing. He's talented, and of course. Um, you know, his phenomenal play, and it's very unfortunate um, that he got injured, and of course that uh, that impacted the Eagles' success. But if you think about, if you if you really think about the situation right now, the the Falcons are riding high, and they have all this confidence and this momentum because they just they just eliminated the Rams, who were the lead. Uh, highest scoring off offense um, on the road, so they they have that boost of confidence. But then also, when you're going, if you if you just think about whether or not, um, if you if you just also consider just the Eagles right now. Yes, Carson Wentz was amazing, but also the Eagles off offensive line certainly helped. I mean, the quarterback. Um, without a solid or a good offensive line, you can't really be um, all that success- successful. 
So we have to give props where props are due, and Carson Wentz deserves uh, so much um, credit for what he's done with the Eagles team, but also you have to give credit to the offensive line. Um, and the Eagles' offensive line is still solid. Um, and I think, you know, Nick Foles also, um, along with the O-line, he he also has playoff experience. Yes, he didn't do so well, um, and it was a, a loss, and it was years ago, but at the same time, um, you know, playoff experience does count. You, you, you've you seen teams that have done well um, and quarterbacks that have had stellar seasons, and then they're inexperienced and they go to their first playoff game and they just they don't play the, to the same level um, because it's still it's a new experience, the biggest stage. And for some reason, um, basically, there's just, there's a lot to be, um, I think there's, I think we shouldn't discredit the fact that Nick Foles is taking over after Carson Wentz is out. And we, we still need to, we need to give props and realize that, yes, Wentz had a solid season, but if he was playing, he would have a disadvantage in the fact that he does not have the experience and he, he doesn't have, um, playoff experience either. So I think, I don't really think the confidence from the Falcon side is because they're playing the Eagles um, team without Carson Wentz. I think that there's certainly, there are much bigger factors leading into the confidence and the momentum rather than the quarterback for the Eagles, in my opinion. All right. Hey, we are on the line with Nafisa Hussein of bloggingdirty.com, part of the fan-sided network, talking Eagles and Falcons. What is your prediction for Sunday's game? Saturday's game. Oh, Saturday. I'm thinking because it's football. You know, who, I'm thinking football. You know, so of course I think Sunday. All right. Thank, thank you. You're welcome, Jovan. You're welcome. Back to my question, though. What is your prediction for Saturday's game? Well, on Saturday, I'm I'm really expecting both teams to show up and and really put. Um, everything they have into it. Um, I think, yes, the Eagles are surprisingly the underdogs at home, but I I really do think that both teams have something to prove and, and I'm certainly playing for something. So I expect, I expect both teams to play bold. I do expect Nick Foles to show up and, and take risks, um, meaning get the ball, maybe uh, force some throws, I've tried to get the ball fast and out um, because he knows that he's up against a really fast um, Falcons defense and a strong Falcons defense. So I think he's going to go throw it deep. Um, and then I think, you know, I, I expect, um, I honestly expect the Falcons offense to perhaps, honestly, in all opinion, I do think that they, that there will be a, a, struggle at the beginning. They may get off to a rocky start. Um, but I think as long as the Falcons special teams and defense show up like they did last week and um, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan connect, um, I think that the offense will finally will get its rhythm back as well. Um, and then ultimately the score prediction, I want I predict um I actually predict that it'll be twenty-one. 
21-19, the score, which this is really, really dangerous, but I actually do think that the Falcons will come up a top ultimately. Um, but I think that I expect the, the Eagles to definitely make it a, a hard, um, hard-earned win for the Falcons. Like, it's certainly a challenge if the Falcons advance. The Eagles are really going to put them to the test. I was sitting here at the edge of my seat. I'm like, <laughs> we about to have a we about to have a, a Falcons blogger come on to our air. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, and I thought you were going to come on to our air and tell us that the Falcons were going to lose. I'm sitting here <laughs> on the edge of my seat, like, oh my gosh, she's about to say it. <laughs> she's about to she's about to tell us that the, she's about to tell us that the Eagles are going to win. They're like they're not feeling good. That was that was a that was a great lead. Yeah, in. yeah that was a gr- that was great. I was sitting at the edge of my seat. I'm you, like, you were, your, your, your facial expression, you was all emotion. Uh, like, yeah, I, 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 that was great. No, that was that was good. Yeah, that, that was really good. I was that was very gripping. That was a very gripping prediction. I mean, it's it's wrong because the Eagles are going to win, but you know, in the end, you know, it was still it was still entertaining to listen to, and it was still good to hear because I wanted to hear from you know from people who cover the Falcons, from people who follow the Falcons. I wanted to hear that perspective. That's why you know I got to reach down into my personal uh, Rolodex of close personal friends. Now I admit that. I just reached out to Nafisa earlier this week, but yeah. just through talking on Twitter, we're like best friends now. <laughs> Me and her are like besties, man. We BF, what was it? BFFs? Is that what you young people say? See, I'm old. You know, is that, is that what y'all say? What? No, that's not what we say. Um, that's a term, and I I believe I don't know, Javon. Do you agree? I believe that's also a term, just like trust the process. I think that's a term that's universal. Yes. That's correct. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. I, I, I will buy that. But you got to accept that trust the process is a universal term, too. Oh, or so. Yeah. So if I try to hold trust the process for myself and for Philadelphia, I can't say BFF anymore. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because both are universal. Well, you know what? That's a fair enough trade. All right. So look, I, I, I like Nafisa a lot. We're not BFFs anymore. All right. That's 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 just how it's, that's just gonna that's how it's gonna work. That's, it's fine, don't worry. It's, it's all good. Nafisa, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out and having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure speaking with you both. All right, hey, look, that is Nafisa Hussein of bloggingdirty.com, part of the fan sided network. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break on the best in the world sports report, and when we come back, we will talk more about this Eagles game with the Falcons this weekend. We got a playoff game to talk about, y'all. We got to get ready. So we will be back on Best in the World Sports Report. Once again, hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. If you are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to TotalSportsLive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. 
My suit can still make an impression. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. John Brown, Javon Alford, feeling good, getting ready to talk Eagles playoff football. And what's funny about the whole thing, what it, what, what's crazy, because this week marks the third anniversary of the Best in the World Sports Report. We have been doing this podcast for three years now. We started off with me and Triple V. Triple V is now down in sunny Florida, loving life. My man Jovan has picked up, you know, has picked up the mantelpiece. He, he, you know, he is that is that what you pick up? You picked up the baton, whatever, whatever you picked up, yeah, whatever you do to pick up, whatever you pick up and you run with it, that's what you've been doing. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you because let me tell you something: it's hard doing this show by yourself. I've seen it, it is. It is. <laughs> you, you know, talking to yourself. I'm, I'm talking to myself, and a lot of times, what I'll do, I'll have my son. I'll just say, Hey, man, this is what I need you to do. I know you're bored, no, whatever. I just need you to sit right here in front of me, right? And talk to me, or no, don't even talk to me, just let me talk to you, right? Don't say anything just back. Not. You don't have a mic. You're like, I don't even need you to do that, but just know that I'm just going to be sitting here talking to you. So you just treat it like any other time I talk to you, and that's what we'll do. But nonetheless, the point is, I'm you're here. I'm happy you're here. And finally, finally, for the first time in the history of this podcast, we are talking playoff football. Yep. Talking playoff football. Now, look, the Birds, this is their first game in about, this is the first playoff game in four years. Mm-hmm. Now, what's, what's crazy about that is this team, at one point in time, had a pretty – rich history you know say what you want about big red say what you want about andy reed but the fact of the matter is through about two-thirds of his tenure he was getting to the playoffs consistently no he did not win the big one you know however you want to use that to define his career define his tenure here especially after that last loss by the chiefs but you know you know that's neither here nor there. But nonetheless, this was a team that had a lot of playoff success. Mm-hmm. And now we are talking about the first playoff game for this fan base in four years. You know, last time this team was in the playoffs, 2000. In fact, let me, let me, let me pull out the notes because I'm old. You know, I got to take my notes for those watching on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, they last lost to the Saints back in what 2004? Was that the no 2013? 2013, yeah, 2013, what I 2013 season, yeah, the 2013 season. So, this is their last game in four years, uh, last playoff game in four years. They have not played since two January 4th, 2014. That was the last playoff game that this team has played. Now, if you want to go back to playoff wins. As we record this show on Thursday, January 11th, mm-hmm. it was exactly nine years ago today mm-hmm. that the Eagles last won a playoff game. When they beat the Giants, 
They were at, uh they went to they went to New York, beat the Giants in Giant Stadium, twenty three to eleven. Yep, twenty three to eleven. Went on to go to the another conference championship, an unexpected one. Uh, yeah, well. You know that that well that whole that that team in, in itself that was that, a weird team. Yeah, that was a weird team. Got in on the last week, mm-hmm. had a lot of turmoil, but got hot. Yep, that's all you need. Got hot up until, uh, up until they met Larry Fitzgerald, who just torched that defense. Yep, over and over and over. I know a lot of people want to put that loss on McNabb. I don't. I put it on. I, I you know, unfortunately I put that loss on the defense. Yeah. I, I got to. I got to put that loss on the defense. But nonetheless, here we are, nine years removed from the last playoff win, four years removed from the last playoff game, and now we are at home, minus Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. facing a Fal- a very tough Falcons team. My question to you is, how confident are you going into this game? Well. Oh, boy. I'm confident. You're confident. I have no worries at all. Really? Yep. So you're feeling good. You feel like you feel like the Eagles could win this game. I mean, you're 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 because I, I, I will be I will be honest. I'm worried. Definitely, I am a little worried. Uh, primarily, I'm worried about uh, worried about the quarterback. I mean, you know you, what? You you know my feelings throughout this whole thing. What what, what is your feelings? Share it. Tell you me, knew tell my, me. You knew my feelings throughout this whole season. Yeah. Well, well, well just, share it again. Just enjoy the ride. I am enjoying the ride, but no, here's the problem: no, I don't want the no, ride to because, be over. No, because you no, because because before this, mm-hmm. before this, and before because it's been a while since you've been on this show. Yeah, yeah, it's been a so couple we, weeks. So, so we, it's so been a couple so, weeks. Yeah. yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We missed a lot of a uh, lot of drama that happened. Yeah, well, Wentz went and got Wentz got hurt. They didn't play well. well we on, for, yeah, they didn't play well on Christmas. No, uh, no they, they got did they, not. They, they got smoked by Seattle. Well, I mean, we've been here for that. Yeah, no, we, we weren't. No, we weren't here for the Seattle one. We weren't here for the, nah. Oh, 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 okay. We we've been here since then, but we didn't really talk about yes. the Seattle game. Yeah. All right, but nonetheless, but but still, you know, you're worried now. I no. What do you mean? You're, all you're, of a sudden, you know, you know. You're, what do you mean? All of a sudden, there's you're, there's, you're, there's you're, reason to you're, be worried. You're worried. You don't now. agree. You're worried now. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah, but before then, you weren't worried at all. Well, you was yeah. out, you was out here, you was out here talking real. I won't use one of your words. You was out here talking real greasy, out here on these streets. I was <laughs> look. I am not going to lie. Look, <laughs> I am not going to lie. You, you, you know, back the, you, you was know, out there in the streets talking heavy. I was because and Bear Brooks is on here talking talking real well, heavy well, too. Well, that, that's 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 a whole other story. Touchdown yeah, wins. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, look, we all know Bear Brooks came on here and predicted that the Eagles were going to win by two touchdowns. <laughs> that, that's on Bear. I will not allow him to live that down. But what I will say is, when the Eagles had Carson Wentz, I was feeling pretty good. You know, if the Eagles had Carson Wentz come, going into Saturday, I would feel a whole lot better than I do now. You know, we're not talking about losing. You know, a small piece, maybe a running back, right. maybe an offensive lineman. We are talking going into a playoff game without our quarterback. That's cool. That's not cool. That's cool. What do you mean that's cool? That's cool. How is that cool? Explain that to me. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Because, yeah. Please you. explain it to me. <laughs> because, <I'm, laughs> because even though you're missing your MVP caliber quarterback, MVP candidate of a quarterback, this team has defied the odds all year. This yes. team has literally exceeded expectations. 
they have now opened up their window to the possibilities of what can happen in the next five years. They've exceeded what they were supposed to do. This team wasn't supposed to finish in first place in the division. I said they weren't going to finish first place in the division, and I can admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people did. Yeah. You know, I mean, not you know, a lot of people weren't sure. Yeah. that this and, team was going. You know, where exactly. this team was going to finish in the division. Yeah, yeah exactly. I understand and, that. Yeah, and they and they exceeded those expectations. And like I said, even though you don't have wins anymore, this still this team has proven when the one person, when the next person goes down, the next guy picks up that depth. If even though you don't have Carson Wentz, and even though Nick Foles can't do the same thing mm-hmm. that Carson Wentz did, Nick can't, Foles had yeah. Nick Foles has been in the playoffs before. Once. Nick Foles led that team down the field, okay. got them in the end zone mm-hmm. where the defense didn't do their job, and special teams didn't do their job mm-hmm. of slowing down the New Orleans Saints. He did what he's supposed to do. All he has to do on Saturday is just manage the game. If Case Keenum can manage the game in Minnesota. There's no reason why Nick Foles can't manage the game for the Eagles. Yes, there is. No, there is. Yes, there is. No, there There's is. a reason he why he can't a, manage he the has, game. He has a running game. Mm-hmm. He has an off. He has an all-pro offensive line. He has Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar. Okay. And he has a defense that is ridiculous. So you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. are going to the Atlanta Falcons offense is going to try to run the ball against the Philadelphia Eagles defense? You really think Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman is going to chew that defense up? No, no, not not, not at all. See, here's, here's the problem. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Now, there are question marks about this defense. No, without a doubt, there are question marks about this defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not all gravy. You know, like, there, yes, there have been teams who have defensively carried their team as a whole to a Super Bowl win. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't doubt that. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it more than once, you know, more than once. Yes, you're showing your age. It, yes. Yes, it, it it has happened. However, I am not sure. Like, as much as I like this defense, as well as this defense has played this season, I'm still worried about these cornerbacks. I'm still worried about how susceptible they are to double double moves. Well, Jalen Mills is more susceptible to the double move. All, all of them have done it. Well, 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 he's more so been a he's been somewhere the habitual line stepper. Yes, habitual line stepper of stepping in when the receiver is stepping out. Yes, yeah. If that's what if that's what you're talking about. Yes, but nonetheless, I feel like you know what. Yeah, the question the question marks about this defense, but mm-hmm. you know, as a whole, I am more worried about the offense than I am the defense. You know, I'm and I'm sorry. Well, I am. You know what? This, I this, am. This, this, yeah, this you know is, what? This is weird. But no, it's you're, not weird. It, the, it is not you're, weird. You're the worried one, and I'm just sitting here, just like all calm. Because, just look, like, look, man. Here, here's because as a whole. And this is what I've enjoy, said. Man, don't touch enjoy me. The, <laughs> enjoy the ride, Josh. No, enjoy the ride. I am enjoying the ride. But the problem is I don't want this ride to be over you're, on Saturday. You're scared. I am scared. <laughs> Have you watched Nick Foles play for the last two weeks? Yeah, but I remember what he did against the New York Giants. You know what? That's fine. Guess because what? Because he can do the same Guess exact what? thing to that defense. Guess what? The New York Giants is booty. Yeah. The New York Giants is straight garbage. You're yeah. in the playoffs now. Ain't no garbage anymore. 
There are no garbage teams in the second round of the playoffs. So yeah, you know what? You cook the Tennessee Giants. Could be You've done Tennessee. Tennessee. You have Tennessee done, probably is a garbage uh, team. But guess what? Yeah. If you play them, if you play them, you're playing them in the Super Bowl. So that's and a whole then, other and story. And then if it, then if that happens, you're like, oh yeah, we gonna blow out the Titans. And see, you know what? If that was the case, that would scare me even more. Because oh, you know what? Always no, no. Look, 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 come on. If I'm if, if I'm showing my age right now, then let me show my age right now. Because <laughs> the bottom line is this: I have been down this road too long to ever think that in the playoffs there are surefire wins. I've been down that's this road the, before you know, too. But that's look, why man, I'm not claiming it a surefire win. That's why everybody in the mom mm-hmm. are saying that the Eagles going to lose uh-huh. in that. The number one seed, they're the underdog. You know, they ain't got Carson Wentz. They're not going to really do anything. Atlanta's going to come in there and just blow them out. No, no, I don't know about that. Hey, people. I don't. I, hey, I don't people, know about people that. Talking real. I don't look. I am not real, I, real crazy. I, I am not. I'm not going to say that the, the Falcons are going to blow the Eagles out. Deion Jones is just going to no, just no. Just I think. Uh, I think if the Eagles win, I think. I think if the Eagles win is going to be more like that. Dallas game, mm-hmm. whereas you know, as bad as they looked up until the very end, the Eagles were always in it. Yeah, like if the Eagles lose, and I'm and granted, I'm telling you right now, I am not predicting an Eagles loss. I am not saying that, but I'm saying that if the Eagles lose, it would be some sort of a close game, less than a touchdown, maybe a field goal. I agree with you on that because here's the thing, I. But can your heart take that? No, no. I'm, I'm telling I, you right I, now, I, I, I the see. Eagles lose on I, Saturday. I can, see, I can see you now. Let, let me let me let me they're let me tell fall, you. Here's you're gonna fall here's, out of the man cave. On, predi- you're gonna fall out of the man my, cave on your knees and say, "Oh God, why, here's my prediction why for next week's show." Me? If the Eagles lose on Saturday, you are going to hear me crying, mm-hmm. like full fledged soggy face crying. You know, eyes red and puffy. Uh, you'll hear me crying. I might cuss a little bit. I try not to, you know, I try, you know, I, I try my hardest not to use foul language and, ha- you know, and, and have a foul tongue. But if the Eagles were to lose, yes, I, I there will be a lot of cussing I, on this I, podcast I, I understand. next week. I understand. But nonetheless, what I'm saying is, like, here, this Falcons team is on a roll. Trust the process. That's Sixers. And we'll talk, we'll get about, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that process in a second that's that's not this segment but this is a falcons team on a roll traveled across the country beat the rams mm-hmm. beat the rams in their in their building facing one of the league's top offenses okay and one of the league's best quarter one of the league's best quarterbacks okay you know what and i'm sitting here looking at nick Foles, who was absolute garbage these last two weeks okay played like Southern fried crap. Okay. These last two weeks. So has Blake Bortles. We're not playing the Jags. I don't care about Blake I'm Bortles. Not, I'm not saying that. Apples and I'm oranges right that. now. I'm not apples saying that. Apples and oranges right now. I'm not saying that. But uh, look, apples and oranges but look, right now. We're talking about a, t- we're talking about a team with Super Bowl apparatus. We're talking about a team with Super Bowl aspirations and then the Jags. Who put, who put Super Bowl aspirations on this team? Who put Super Bowl? Everybody on. does. Not me. Every come enjoy on. the ride. This ride is about to get bumpy. 
I was enjoying that. See, here's the problem. I was, I was, I was cool with enjoying the ride. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I was cool with enjoying the ride with Carson. You were talking real greasy. You was feeling real confident. Yeah, I was feeling. I was feeling, but but nonetheless, allow me to play. Allow me to win that. Allow me to play both sides of the fence for a little bit. Okay. All right. I'm allowing you to do that. All right, indulge me in this for a second. Okay. I was willing to go along with the ride, and I was feeling confident. I was like, yeah, you know, we can win this. We can win this. I went as far as, hey, man, we're going to win this. We're going to win this. You know, that. Th- yes, I was. But I was saying along the line, it was still a house money year. Yeah. And I said it. And it always is. Yeah, all right, that's cool. But what here, in the end, you know what, if we were to lose, mm-hmm. I if we were to lose this game, it would be disappointing. But yes, you know, you can hang your head on like, hey man, we didn't have our starting quarterback. Yep. You know, and that's that, that's one thing. But here, I don't want to lose a playoff game with Nick Foles stinking up the joint. Who said he has to stink it up? People who watched him play the last two weeks. But, Sue, but who says he's going to stink it up though? People who watched him play the last two weeks. Okay, just because he just be. Just because he stunk it up the last two weeks, listen, we listen, don't have listen. to think that he might stink see, the game up this see, week. See, this is see this is the issue when it comes to the, when it comes to the when it comes to the fan, or as I like to call the fanalist. That's what we are. Well, well, that's what I am. I respect that. All right, because you fan. keep because you keep it real. I do keep it real, and that's all right. All right, <laughs> well, keep going, keep going. All right, go ahead. No, but I'm saying that's what we that's what we all do: fans, journalists, media, whatever. We look at the sample size and we make, you know, we make judgments off of that. Right or wrong, sometimes you're right, sometimes you sometimes you're wrong. A lot of people saw Ben Roethlisberger early this season stink it up, saying, hey, this guy should retire. He shouldn't be playing no more. Cancel Christmas for the for the for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's move on. What happened? Big Ben got hot. Jacksonville. Nobody knew Jacksonville was Jacksonville. They got one of the worst quarterbacks in the playoffs. Okay. People act like Nick Foles is the worst quarterback in the playoffs. Okay. He's not the worst. Blake Bortles is the worst. And Jacksonville still made it. Why? Because Jacksonville has a defense. Jacksonville has a running game. What do the Eagles have? A defense and a running game. I'm, I'm listening. You got, I'm, you got, I'm, I'm you coming got, back. You got no. Jay Ajayi. I'm, I'm, stepping, I'm got, stepping away from the bridge a little bit. Got, I've, I've taken you, one step away from the bridge. Got, Keep like, going. You got Jay Ajayi. You got LeGarrette Blunt. I saw, I saw a statistic. Uh, I think it was this season. I saw a statistic that said the Eagles are eleven and one when they run the ball twenty five times. Mm-hmm. Falcons are zero and six exactly when Eagles run, when when, when they opponent get run, yeah. runs twenty five times. So what's the key? You're Doug Peterson. You simplify, not simplify the offense. You make the you make it easier on your quarterback. That's why you have five running backs. That's well four because Smallwood probably won't be playing. But that's why you got. Four running backs. You got, you got Legarrette Blunt, who's going to get those short yardage. You got Jay Jai. He's a workhorse. We saw what he did last year with Miami. This man had multiple games of two hundred yard rushing. He was the reason. He was the reason why they got to the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Tannehill wasn't the greatest quarterback, but what did Miami do? They locked down on defense. They had a running game. Mm-hmm. What do you need to win in the playoffs? A running game and a defense. Okay, I'm not worried so much about this offense. It's just for the offense. They just have to catch the ball. That's all it is. I'm not worried about the running game. I feel like the running game is going to get itself going. Um, defensive, defensively, I think that I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, Julio is going to pose a problem in um, 
and Muhammad Sanu is going to pose a problem. Mm-hmm. But we saw what happened last year, and this is without Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Mm-hmm. It was Nolan Carroll and Leotis McKelvin. They held Julio Jones. He had 10 catches for over 100 yards, mm-hmm. held him out the end zone. They still won the game. It's possible. They can win. This is and, and this is what I have to say today. Um, as worried as I am, mm-hmm. yes, I, I you brought you brought up a very good point, and you also brought up reason for optimism. I too have reason for optimism, right? Because look, as a fan, mm-hmm. I reserve the right to play both sides of the fence. Yes, you do. I just do. Yes, you know, you it's, do. it's whatever. It's okay. But one thing I will credit Doug Peterson with this season that he has done a very good job of, and that is making adjustments. Mm-hmm. He has been very good at making in-game adjustments. And now we are about to see him. Better than his predecessor. Yes. Yes. I Yes. Very much. I wholeheartedly agree. And I believe one thing. And I, I am interested in seeing him make game adjustments. Being able to take the last two weeks of film and watching Nick Foles struggle and crafting a game plan that will help him win. And that, for, for me, as worried as I am, as concerned as I am about the, uh, the quarterback play, that gives me a little bit of confidence, saying, hey, you know what? I If there is a coach right now who could craft a game plan, you know, that would help this team win, mm-hmm. it's Doug Peterson. Now, I've... It's funny. I was having this conversation with my son. My son asked me what my thoughts of the game was, mm-hmm. and and he, and he talked to me and he says, you know, I think, you know, they got got to run the ball, got to run the rock. He understands and, that. Yeah, yeah, he understands. I mean, he runs the rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he does. But I, well, my concern was proud dad moment right there. It was. It yeah. was. You see yeah, that? You see that? that? You <laughs> see, did, you, did you see the quick grin real yeah. quick? Shout out to Peyton. Shout out to uh, Pendale Spartans. But. uh I guess see, see, made me lose my train of thought. See, made me lose my train <laughs> of thought. Th- he was thinking of them runs. Yeah, I was thinking about the runs. I was thinking about that run he had against CB West. But nonetheless, uh, I'm, I guess my concern would be Atlanta stacking the box to stop the run. That's okay. And that would force Nick Foles to make a play. Play action. You know, you got to run that play action. You got to be able to work that play action to perfection, and you got to get those passes out. And they can. Uh, can they? You got you got two tight ends, mm-hmm. three good tight ends. More so, if you if to counter what you're saying, because I do agree with you, Atlanta will probably play that game of stack in the box, and they're definitely going to bring the heat. So why not run? You know, run a formation where you have a three tight end formation and maybe a wide receiver and you use Brent Selleck at that extra blocker to max protect, giving Foles that time to make a play mm-hmm. and get Trey Burton open because Trey Burton has been has been a weapon this year. Yes. He's definitely, definitely earned his earned his keep here and he's gonna be a free agent, so it, it's kinda put up a shut up time for him. But I do agree with you that, you know, this Falcons defense is tough. Like, yeah, let's call it what it is. They're they're, they're they're fast. They did a good job of really containing Todd Gurley for the most part, even though I don't know why the Rams stopped giving the ball to Gurley because that's yeah. the bread and butter that, right that there. That made no sense. And that what killed the Rams. Yeah. What they what 
the Rams did and what the Eagles can't allow the Falcons to do is the Rams can't allow the Falcons. The Rams allowed the Falcons to dictate what they're going to do to them. The Eagles have to dictate what they are going to do to the Falcons. They have to dictate the pace of the game, the time of possession, running the ball, getting getting the ball to um, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, getting the ball to Torrey Smith, even Mac Hollins. You gotta find a way to get these guys the ball because even though Atlanta's front seven is solid, they're a solid front seven. Um, with Adrian Claiborne, you know, Takaris, uh, McKinney, uh, Deion Jones, you know, very solid front seven. Their secondary can be had too. Their secondary can be had. Their corners are not the strongest corners in this playoffs. So there's going to be opportunities there. Like you said, it's just going to be up to Nick Foles. Can he make that play? And I feel confident that he can. You know, hopefully, you know, these two weeks, they, you know, hopefully him and Alshon, you know, found that chemistry. And for Doug Peterson, Frank Wright, and Joe DiFilippo, hopefully they created a game plan for Nick Foles where they find plays and allowed him to go through the playbook and say, I feel comfortable running this. Let's run this. Let's run this. Let's do this play, but let's change in different do do different variations of that. Make the game plan simple for him, and then see what happens. Like you said, then adjust in the game. If you see the Falcons coming up, okay, now we got to go doing some play action. If not, let's get some halfback screens. If we get if we get JJ or Corey Clement the ball on the screen and just let this offensive line just start running, that's what they like to do. Let them do it. Feeling good. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a couple steps off the bridge. I'm still, glad. I am still worried, and but I don't know if there will ever be a time in this game on Saturday where I will not be worried unless, about Nick Foles unless the Eagles are up. You know, you know what? Nah, that well, can happen. That could happen. They, they shown this season when they that, roll, mm, they start rolling. Now that would be lovely. Now I, I feel you know it, it would do a lot for my confidence and my heart right. <laughs> and my blood pressure if they were able to jump out to an early lead. I am not sure if that is possible. Oh, no, because it's the playoffs. Yeah. You got to expect you're not going to Yeah, it's going to – I think it's going to be – it's going to be a dogfight. I don't believe that Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense can score a lot of points on this defense. Matt I Ryan think, didn't even play well last week. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't even think he had like 216 yards. Yeah. He didn't really <laughs> throw the ball around. No, not at all. And here's the th- I don't think that Matt Ryan is going to score a lot on this defense. I think no matter what happens, I, uh, what the final score is, I see them 19 points or below. Yeah. I don't see – in fact, and then the I would go – I don't – And then the temperatures will be yeah, dropping I don't too. see them – I don't – you know, and I say 19 points being generous – like, I don't see Matt Ryan scoring two touchdowns on this Eagles defense. The question will be, can no matter what, no matter what the Eagles defense allows, mm-hmm. whether it's one touchdown, two touchdowns, you know, barring some, you know, fluke catastrophe, whatever, three touchdowns. But you say, say, let's let's give them. 13 let's get let's give the Falcons 16 points one touchdown uh let's see three uh one touchdown three field goals 
All right, 16 points. Mm-hmm. Can Nick Foles and this offense give you more than 16 points? How, honestly speaking, looking at the way Nick Foles has played, looking at the way this offense has played, can you trust this Nick Foles and this offense to give you more than 16 points on Sunday? Oh, Saturday. Saturday. I know I made the mistake. Sorry, Saturday. Yeah, I can. I think... I think you. I think they can score more than sixteen points. I, I think they can. Okay. No, I mean, look. I'm not saying it can't. I'm saying it scares me. It's all in the game plan. It, okay. Way, I need to see. Look, the way here. you game plan it will be the key. That first. That first drive will tell you what the Eagles are going to do. And and I, you know, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's like I I feel like. You know, this is a game where confidence can grow as the game mm-hmm. goes on. Like right now, and I'm this sitting is a there. a team that yeah. has fed off of confidence yeah. as the game has gone on. I can sit here and say right now, you know, like, yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I got, you know, I'm not confident right now. I'm, 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 I'm scared, for lack of a better term, like all that. But I could sit there and say, all right, you know what? I could be here in the second quarter, but like, you know what? I'm feeling all right. You know, you watch Nick Foles, see what he's able to do, see what he can do against his defense. And I'm like, you know what? Oh, oh okay. Got a chance, maybe. We, we, we might have a chance. Some, you know, we, we might be able to do a little something. We might be able to do a little something. Listen, in the playoffs, all you need is a running game, defense, and a couple bricks go your way. Okay. I can I can see that. I can see it that. Happened to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. The defense. Touché. They were Good down. Point. Yep. Defense locked up. Mm-hmm. They contained Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, the offense. They got Derrick Henry rolling on the ground, mm-hmm. and then they got a couple breaks. Mariota got that re- receiving touchdown, and that kind of was no, the that thing. That's crazy. That's that's what started. That, that, that's, that's that's crazy. That's that, what started it. First of all, it's like if there was ever a time you, you wish you had a, like, man, I wish he was on my fantasy team. <laughs> You know, it's like I, I, it's like I rarely think about fantasy football in the playoffs, other than the fact that I won the uh, best in the world uh, fantasy league this year. I am the champ. The champ is here. That is me. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to my team, team best in the world. That's I cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, you looking kind of salty because nah. uh, were you even in the playoffs? It was. Yeah, it was actually. But none. I, I don't remember. I, I can't remember. But none. You know, I was. I was too busy winning. But um. You know, you wish that, you know, you could have a guy who could pass and catch. And like, why didn't that happen in the regular season? Why didn't that happen in week 17? Mr. Commissioner who scheduled a week 17 championship game. I def- I'm not the commissioner. Oh, you're not the commissioner? No. Oh, all that. I Look, then I apologize. Angela's the commissioner. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how we had well, a look. 19. Okay. Well, well, look. That's how we had a 19 person I, I, well, I, I will. I will, I will admit, you know, like I, I – you know, I respect Angela. I like Angela. I complained about her a whole lot uh, from week 16 to week 17 about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're playing a play, you know. I won despite the Rams sitting Todd Gurley. Yes. That hurt me. And then I had to sit here and hope that uh, hope that Ezekiel Elliott torched the Eagles, but still hoping the Eagles won. Like, I hope Zeke, I hope Zeke hits us for like 200 yards. And a losing effort. But nonetheless, all right, that's neither here nor there. People don't tune in to hear about my fantasy team. No, they don't. No, they don't. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty as we bring this segment to a close. Mm-hmm. 
what is your prediction on Saturday? Um, my prediction. This is tough. My prediction, I have the Eagles winning 24-21. 24-21. All right. I, I too, have the Eagles winning. 17-9. Matt Ryan does not score a touchdown. They kick three field goals. I think it'll be 10-9 for a long time. Getting that, sitting on the edge. That heart rate. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be sitting up there. You know, Please make sure you take whatever medicine you take for your uh, high blood pressure or whatever. 17-9 with them leading 10-9 for a long period of time. I could even see them going behind. I, I could see them falling behind nine to three. And everybody started panicking. And everybody like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> then they get that touchdown to go ahead, and then they get it like a fourth-quarter touchdown to put, put the game away. 17-9 Eagles. All right, what did you say? Let, let, let me write that down. Let me, let, let me etch that in stone. Got my pen. What did you say, 24? 24-21. All right. Yo, 24-21, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, and I say 17-9, Eagles. That is your prediction. Uh, Patrick Manley from phillygoflow.com and the Night Mode Show. Yes. Listen to him every uh, every night. As you should. As you should. He says says Eagles 27-23. I just can't see the Eagles putting up 27 points this Sunday. Now, look. Saturday. Whatever. I'll be the one tuning in on Sunday for the Eagles game. Like, yeah. wondering what happened. <laughs> Whatever. But nonetheless, that's what he says. You let us know your predictions. We will shout them out. We will tell you how we feel. We'll, t- you know, we'll tell you why you're right, why you're wrong. You know, it's all good. All right? So we are going to switch gears, and we're going to take a break, and we're going to talk Sixers. It's Thursday as we record this show. Sixers played over in London, mm-hmm. and we got a lot to talk about as far as that's concerned. Yes. Once again, hey, tell us what you think of today's show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up at BITW Sports. Let us know what you're thinking of today's show. Once again, at BITW Sports. And we will be right back on the Best in the World Sports Report. John and Joe, we'll be back. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. You are a Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams. Go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know TotalSportsLive.com. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is Alexa for the Best in the World Sports Report. 
And as we do every week, it is time to hand out the award that we like to give out to the person who has talked the greasiest, who has crossed the line excessively, mm-hmm. you know, egregiously, Yes. however you want to put it. There's always somebody when you are flying high that comes out and says something that just makes you want to say, sit your ass down. And that's why we call it the sit your ass down award. And this week's winner is none other than Mr. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball and his kids is out there in Lithuania playing in the Lithuanian league, playing in high school gyms, doing whatever they're doing. I think they had a capacity crowd of about 17 people to watch them play. Yet the story was on ESPN all day long. ESPN.com ran about 17 Mm -hmm. stories about it. So, you know, everyone knew. But that's not the problem. Nope. The problem is... While he's over there in Lithuania, he is throwing shade at his son's team, the Los Angeles Lakers. And because of that, he uh, and that's why he wins this award. He's a joke. He is a joke. And the problem is, it's like he he make LeVar Ball makes it impossible to like like him. him. Yes, because I do understand what he's trying to do. I respect what he's trying to do. I think what he's doing with this league out there in Lithuania could possibly be a good thing. However, LeVar Ball carries himself in such a manner that you openly root for his failure. And he does that to himself. Yes, he does. He makes it impossible to like. And it's like I have said on this podcast many times before, LeVar Ball is Dame Dash. Yes. Lonzo Ball is Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. I did not buy Reasonable Doubt, mm-hmm. Volume 1, right. Volume 2, mm-hmm. Volume 3, okay. Rock La Familia, or the Black Album to listen to Dame Dash. Lonzo Ball needs to learn how to be a, he needs, he needs to learn how to be a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant. He's not a soldier anymore. Yeah. LeVar is the soldier. Mm-hmm. Lonzo is the lieutenant. Get your soldier in order. All right. Soldiers out can't can't be a lieutenant with your with, with a soldier out there talking greasy from I don't know how many miles away. Magic Johnson's about to call Lonzo Ball into the office and be like, yo, son, for real. Get your <laughs> pops in order, or I'm going to trade you to Brooklyn. He's not going to go that far. Yes, he will. No, you he, think he won't? No, he won't. Yeah, he. No, I think he might. He's, he better no, put that fear in that young man's he's, heart. He's him and Lonzo are, are connected no, at the hip. No, no, yes, not he, not with he, not yes, with his pop talking he, greasy like that. He made his him, pop. He made Lonzo seem like he was the next coming. Okay, I understand that. So he's. I understand. Look, the, he does. I don't. I don't think Magic Johnson wants to trade Lonzo. And now he he still won't. I don't think he wants to trade Lonzo. I don't think he's but going I think Lavar keeps talking greasy like that. You're gonna force that man's hand. He ain't gonna trade him. I I don't know about that. 
It's, it's I, not. It's not going to come to that. You, you think so? I believe so. You man. believe so? Yes. Why do you believe that? I believe that because he's not going to trade his pride and joy away just because his dad is talking nonsense. Not, what, a, but he said he's coming. Do you think? Do you think Levar Ball could talk Luke Walton out of a job? No. No. You got your star players pops in there saying that you've lost control of the team. I don't care if you're Magic Johnson. You should not care what LeVar Ball is saying. I understand. I, look, look, he might not care, but it's still a problem. Him talking greasy is still a problem. Yeah, and that's why I have NBA coaches reacting the way they reacted. Yeah, you got you got well-known coaches yeah. telling his pop to sit your ass down. Yeah, Steve yeah, Kerr yeah. told him, sit your ass down. That's why we're telling LeVar Ball, sit your ass down. I you know I I I think Magic Johnson might trade him. Nah. I think Magic Johnson and it, and even if he doesn't, he needs to make Lonzo feel like he could. This is not a bluff that the Ball family need to call. He needs to sit. Whether we agree or not, whether we think that he Magic Johnson would trade Levar Ball mm. or excuse me Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, Ball, I think he'd trade Levar Ball in a second. Oh yeah. He trade. In fact, he would trade Lavar Ball for Okafor's dad. Yeah, in a and that's the crazy part. Yeah. And I was talking about this, talking about this with somebody this week. For as much hell Philadelphia fans gave Jaleel Okafor's dad, Lavar Ball take him is over, ten I would, yeah. times. I would worse. take. I would take Jaws Pop over Lonzo's Pop. Jaws Pop didn't even really do anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had a had a funny T shirt. Right, you know, that's and, about it. Yeah, and, and if anything, like if anything, he. He criticized Brett Brown to his face. He was sitting behind the bench and criticized Brett Brown at the games. He wasn't out there talking on, you know, he wasn't talking to ESPN. And that, he wasn't out and there, that, you know. And that's the problem with ESPN. ESPN became the PR vehicle for Big Baller brand. That's exactly what it is. But everybody's like, no, but you know, it's all about, you know, you got to get the clicks and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do they really say it like that? Like you just said it? No, like, I mean. No, like, like all whining? I like mean, that? they probably do. I mean, yeah, because they see, they see clicks. They Look, LeVar Ball is pimping out media organizations. And media organizations are pimping out LeVar Ball. That's really what it is. Who's going to get pimped out first? They both getting pimped. So LeVar is a pimp? Yeah. And he got ESPN walking the street for him. Yeah, he do. I hear you. Anytime, that's, that's, a any, of, any, that's a heck of an analogy any, right anytime, any, I like that analogy. Anytime you got a media organization coming over to, across seas, uh, overseas to go watch a 19-year-old Clefto, and a sixteen-year-old that you took out of that you took out of high school because oh the coach doesn't I don't like the coach because he won't let my son shoot fifty times a game. Come on now, ESPN ain't doing ESPN ESPN ain't doing it for no other kid. ESPN ESPN did not do that for Emmanuel Mudiay. They didn't do that for him. He went overseas. They didn't do it for Brandon Jennings. They didn't do that. But because this loud mouth. Over there, it's you know mm-hmm. running his mouth. Hey, we need we need to bring in dollars, mm-hmm. and ESPN enables that. ESPN enables this monster, and they partly created this monster. But then you have people say, "But you know, he's you know he's being a supportive father, and you know you can't. He, he's in his kid's life. He's a supportive <laughs> black dad, and I'm like nobody cares about him being a supportive black dad. That's great. He's in his children's life. Like nobody's doubting that. The voice, but every time, you, the voice that but you every, make. The voice you use, I, yeah, yeah, but I, I got, I got I, it. But every time yeah. that he does something, mm-hmm. or any time that his kids does something, it's all like, okay, his kids do something. Oh, we're just gonna take them out. Oh, yeah. 
the, the coach doesn't want to run a different offense. He won't let uh, Lamelo, uh, you know, shoot fifty times a game. Oh, we got to take him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Leangelo, aka the Clefto, mm-hmm. decided that he was going to uh, go shoplift overseas. You know why? Because oh, I saw the rest of my teammates do it, so I'm going to go shoplift him. Okay, yeah, that's real stupid of you. So what did he do? Mm-hmm. Hey, I think the punishment was enough. What was enough? He didn't need to get punched anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Really, bro? You went overseas and decided that you were going to do an international crime. And your father is enabling you mm-hmm. and saying, hey, just, we're just going to take you out of school. Mm-hmm. And where are they playing at? In Lithuania. In Prene, Lithuania. We're not talking where in the that? Euro. I yeah, I don't exactly. even know where that is. We're not talking in the Euro League or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're playing in a league. Where ain't nobody really coming to those games, man. Ain't nobody coming to that. Play in front of fifteen hundred people. That's what I'm saying. Ain't nobody doing that, man. That's high school. They not doing nobody. There are high schools in this city. There are high schools in this area can pull more than fifteen hundred people. No doubt. Look at the Palestra and the Catholic League finals. They pull more. Nobody's coming. Like these kids are nothing but a sideshow. And his pop, their pop, is living vicariously through them because he's he's living through them because this is the career that he never had. Right now. Sixers fans are watching Markel Fultz display a plethora of different fashion, uh, just just fashion expertise, and still would take him over Lonzo Ball. Everybody would. There, there I would people, take Markel I'm, Fultz over Lonzo I Ball. I can't remember the Because last, Lonzo I, Ball I, is I, going I, to be a bust. You think so? All right. Damn straight. All right. Because there are people right now who, who truly feel like, you know Give, even with Lonzo Ball, even with Lonzo Ball playing and Markel Fultz hasn't played, I cannot remember the last time Lonzo Ball played. I mean, excuse me, Markel Fultz played. It's been so long. First week. First week of the season. That was yeah. so long ago. We were still young, impressionable people trying to start a podcast for another season. Mm-hmm. And, But nonetheless, I, I, I don't need Lonzo Ball. No. I don't need LeVar Ball. That's why LeVar Ball wins this week's Sit Your Ass Down Award. Hey, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're watching on Facebook Live, if there's ever somebody you want to give the Sit Your Ass Down Award, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and tell us who you believe should win the Sit Your Ass Down Award. But let's shift gears, all right, because we need to talk sixes. If, you're, if you've been watching us on Facebook Live, you see that I have changed – my clothes. I was dressed for the Eagles because we talked Eagles in the first two segments. What is this, the Golden Globes? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've changed my whole attire. I got my Sixers red on with my blue cap. I'm, I'm a, I'm, you it's, know. It's, it's, it's about time you wear hats that, you know, of teams that you actually represent. Yeah, not, well, it's all right. Not, not Penn State and Villanova. You didn't go there. I, I, I Okay, fine. Maybe next time. We need I'll, some Morgan State stuff. All right. Next week, I'll you know, just remind me. I'll wear Morgan State stuff. All right. All right. We got you. All right, I'll do that. But nonetheless, even with all that, even with all my Sixers garb that I am wearing as we do this segment, right? I am cloaked in failure. Yep. Yes, I am cloaked in failure right now. Mm-hmm. These clothes don't mean nothing. You want to know why? Wow. Because we sat here with the week a week without professional basketball. We waited almost a week, over a week mm-hmm. for this game. There were fans all over just chomping at the bit to go overseas and play in London in a big-time game against a big-time division rival, and we went out there and we lost to the Boston Celtics again. 
Oops. 114 to 103 in a game where, hey, newsflash, we had a double-digit lead. We were up 22 points. At this point, I believe that Sixers fans watch Sixers games, and it's like they sit there and they set their watch to when the Sixers will blow a lead in a game. At no point as they were up 22 points that I think, hey, maybe these guys will come up, will put it together and win. Mm -hmm. It was at what point will Boston come back? And I hate thinking like that. I hate thinking like that, and I hate the fact that the Sixers make me feel like that. It's frustrating. Get used to it. Get used to it. This team can't. This, get this, this team can't hold the lead. It starts. It starts with it. the head coach. Let's let's point out the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's Brett Brown. You think so? It's Brett Brown. Okay. So our so here's the thing. You know, because I sit here and I antagonize and troll people on Sixers twenty four seven all the time. And there are a lot of At people. At least you admit it. Yeah. Oh no. Oh please. I told you. I I come in. I come on this show week in and week out and say that I actively work towards getting kicked out of Sixers twenty four seven because all I do is troll people. All I do is criticize people. All I have is sarcasm and you know just dry humor. But nonetheless, there are a lot of people, especially when the Sixers lose, calling for Brett Brown's job. And now I am asking you. Yes, there's a lot of blame that can be put towards Brett Brown. Are you at the point where you think, you know what, maybe we don't have the best coach? I've been there. I've been there. Because, again, he he doesn't call timeouts when things are uh, avalanches coming. He just lets them just keep on going. Just keep on going. Do you think that he, is that he does he does that signature? Just keep going. Just keep on going. And, and the problem is, you know, he needs to take that 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 hand motion and call and timeout and call timeout. Then shrug his shoulders because he has no clue what's going what's going on. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. But let me ask you this: Do you feel do you feel like th- that struggle? And do do you feel like him not calling timeouts when other teams are making runs? Is that because he has too much faith in the personnel that he has right now? I think it's a little bit of both. I think he has too much faith in his personnel. Um, I also think that I think that he he drops the ball in a lot of situations for a team a team for a team that always turns the ball over and fund and and always loses leads. Mm-hmm. That's a coaching problem. Mm-hmm. Something's not getting into their head that yeah, no, it's not getting into their head. Stop turning over the ball. That's what's not getting. That's what's not getting in their head. They're that's not, what they're, they're. That's they're, the concept they're, they're, that they're, they're failing to. They're understand. not listening. But again, you have those folks in that segmented group of, of fans that say, well, "Why are you getting rid of Brett Brown? You need to keep Brett Brown." This Sixers team had the toughest schedule. They did. And, that's and, true. And, and they're a top ten defense. Why that, are we talking? True too. Why are we talking about firing Brett Brown? Because got to stop making excuses. For, eventually. Mm-hmm. Got to stop making excuses. You have Joel Embiid. He's okay. already paid, played more than thirty-one games now. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, Ben Simmons played most of it, played all the games That's already. Right. I don't think Ben Simmons has missed a game this season, has he? One, one. Okay, one game. One. All right, uh, my man Dave. Dave chimed in. He's watching on Facebook Live. He says, "Yes, the Sixers disappointed on Thursday. It's time to move on from Brown, in my opinion." He also feels like uh, Simmons isn't aggressive enough. And it, oh, he. 
also said we're not watching the comments. I am watching the comments, Dave. He, thank he, you for thank you for the comments. You need, get a like. He need he need he need to read my column. I just wrote a column about that. What, about what? About Simmons being aggressive. Yeah, I, I think he's been. I think I think he has been more aggressive over the last week. I agree yes. with your column. I thought your column was spot on. In I appreciate fact it. That, and I feel like. Simmons being aggressive, I feel like it's it's two different arguments. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are frustrated with Brett Brown, and I think reasonably so. There's nothing wrong with being frustrated with Brett Brown right. because Brett Brown has been here a couple of years. This is still, what, not even 40 games into Ben Simmons' pro career. Nope. So I believe that he, yes, you know, although there are times when he is not aggressive enough, mm-hmm. I am still confident that that is something he will grow into. In the fourth quarter, he's been money in the fourth quarter and that's what you need mm-hmm. against san antonio he scored 11 out of the 26 fourth quarter points yep. against the suns on new year's eve he took over that game he yes. scored seven straight points yes. he got to the free throw line made his free throws mm-hmm. put the ball in the basket yes he did what he's supposed to do and if he was driving to the lane with getting open he's kicking it over for an open shot yep. he's taking over the games when you need him mm-hmm. to he's giving you what you he's giving you what you thought you would be getting out of him He's, you know, even though he doesn't have a jump shot, he's he doesn't have a but he you doesn't know have a jump shot, but he's maneuver. But he guess what? He doesn't have a jump shot, but he's maneuvering around yeah. that to it's, still, it's still create it. offense. Yes, and he's still scoring points. So even without a jump shot, even without me having a made three all season long, with all his three point shots being end of the quarter, end of the half, end of the game heaves, he is still scoring what 17, 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. He's still getting to the line. He's improved his free throw shooting because he was abysmal at the beginning of the season. At what one point, what he was fifty something percent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his average is now, but he is he's make he's making free throws at a better clip. And I think part of that is part of that has to do with the fact that he's gotten some horses back. Yeah, I think he struggled with he struggled a little bit with JJ Redick in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He struggled a little bit with TJ McConnell in and out of the lineup mm-hmm. because those are jump shooters. Right. Those are the people that you count. That's it's like he goes as they go. Mm-hmm. When people can collapse on him and they are not sure whether or not uh, when 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 they are not sure you know when like who do you guard? And when, when I say that to say like when you have to worry about players like J.J. Redick and Robert Covington making shots. That's what makes Ben Simmons more explosive. That's what makes him uh, dangerous. When he makes you regret collapsing on him. When you have, when, when you sitting up there and you got Bayless and TLC guys who can't hit the side of a barn, jacking up threes, I'm double teaming. I'm triple teaming Ben Simmons every time he touches the ball. So, it, so for me, when you when you're sitting there and you're looking at Ben Simmons and his increased level of play, mm-hmm. I attribute that to JJ Redick playing uh, good minutes. Mm-hmm. Because with JJ Redick playing good minutes, hitting key shots, guess what? You're not seeing, not seeing TLC. Correct. With TJ McConnell in the game, what are you seeing less of? Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless is hot and cold. He's hot, it all. Yeah, hot and cold. But he can play like he played against Denver. Mm-hmm. He can play like that. And then there's other times where he just looks completely when he's when he's he looks hot. Lost. He looks lost. He looks like hot garbage. But however, I feel like you know what? It's a stopgap. 
You know, as much as it, it hurts me and it pains me sometimes to watch Gerald Bayless play for the Sixers, I know that once Markel Fultz is back in this lineup, we'll be seeing a lot less Gerald Bayless. He actually might be a – he actually, coming off the bench, might be a better player than what he is now. Yeah. Who? Fultz or – Bayless. Okay, yeah. Yeah. A uh, shout-out to Dave. Dave also said – we are the mouthpiece of Philly, and he doesn't take that lightly. That's why my man Dave, y- yes, you called us out a couple minutes ago for not reading the comments. We are reading the comments. Dave, you get a like. Let me let me, let me come over here. You said, you said they're really aggressive. But that Dave gets a like? No, you was or, like, yeah, he was like, you get a like. It's like Oprah. Yeah, yeah, you, you get, get a, a like. You, you get, get a, a like, and you, you get, get a, a like. Car. If you watch us on Facebook Live every Wednesday or Thursday, whenever we get around to taping this show. Yes. You know? And you like our comments, you jump in the conversation, we will shout you out. Like, who is this? Kalen. Kalen or Kalen, I don't know. I don't want to mispronounce your name. No disrespect to you. But he says Simmons is a rookie point guard learning the position. And B needs to work more inside, stop shooting so many threes. Agree. Uh, yeah, I, I agree too. Judge Brett Brown, when folks get back with 20 games under his belt at 100% health, watch the haters shut up. When they go on a run and make the playoffs, I do believe they're going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, no, they're going to make the playoffs. Without question, without question, they're going to make the playoffs. I think there's, there's, but I I do feel like there's cause for concern. You brought, you brought it all up, and I, I agree with your points about Brett Brown, and that there's that we're we are now getting to the point where it's time to start looking at Brett Brown with side eye, especially in this game when you had Boston down. I feel like when teams start to make that run. You know, Sixers get up, and then teams start to make that run. I feel like when they're making that run, the Sixers' half-court offense falls apart. And that's when you need it the most. Mm -hmm. That's when they start rushing shots. Mm -hmm. That's when they start turning over the ball. It's almost like they see teams making a run, and then the team automatically just makes – just loses their poise. Apparently, Kalen's watching from Australia. Oh, we appreciate it. We appreciate that. Shout out to Australia. Uh, all right. The you home know, of Ben Simmons. Home of Ben Simmons. I know they love loving Ben out there in Australia. Damn Shout straight. out to everybody all over the world checking out the best in the world. Thank you for rocking with the best. My man, Jesse. Jesse followed us over here from the last conversation we were having about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So he jumped in here oh, cool. real quick. Shout out to Kalen. Kalen appreciates the shout out. Shout out to you, my brother. All right. You get a like. All right. Did you see that? Pointed right at the camera. That's how you, you do get it. Yeah, that's how you do it. Good TV work. John. Yeah. Look, I've done this for a long time. I know. Nonetheless, all right, here's the thing about this, this whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know, there is reason. I think there, there is cause for optimism. Right. Let me spell it out. Let me let me let me let me break it down to you. Because as frustrated as I was, and I'm sitting there mad. You see me right now. You see me in my Sixers shirt, my Sixers hat. Chilling at home. You're the ultimate. Watching the you're game. You're the ultimate fan. I, 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 you know, for you know, to steal a turn from you know somebody who gives me checks every now and then. I'm an authentic fan. Shout out to NBC Sports. They don't pay. You know, they don't pay me hey, for the hey, show. But hey. hey, whatever, man. They should. All right, but that's neither here nor there. I'm an authentic fan. But you know, there is cause for optimism. As bad as it's been, as much as you know, as as much. As Brett Brown deserves a side eye. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at the big picture here. Let me let me let me, let me big picture this right now. Okay. Sixers are nineteen and twenty. All right. Nineteen and twenty. That's thirty nine games. Hey, it's the best mark they had over the oh. last five years. That's an accomplishment right there. Look, 
even with Embiid and Simmons and Fultz, there were people who thought they wouldn't win 19 games this season. That's crazy. You know, it, it, and it's true. It's like, hey, we don't know what we got with these guys. We don't know if uh, Ben Simmons can stay healthy. You know what? Uh, but nonetheless, it's like uh, 39 games into the season. So we're not even halfway through. They're one game under 500. Mm-hmm. One game under 500. One game out of the eighth spot in the playoffs. One game. One game out of uh, out of eight. They are, uh, what, two and a half games out of seventh place? Or, you know, they're two and a half games out of sixth place because right now uh, Milwaukee and Detroit are tied. That's they're two right. and a half games out of sixth place with um, – and they've owned Detroit all season long. Owned Detroit. Every game. It's not close. The Sixers are better than Detroit. Yes. You know? So I'm we're sitting there looking up at them. I'm not afraid of them. Not afraid of them at all. No reason. So two and a half so they're sitting here with more than half the season to go, two and a half games out of sixth place. Mm-hmm. All right. They are three games out of fifth place. That's Washington. Does Washington scare you? As a Sixers fan, does I, I ask I ask people who are watching right now, do, does Washington scare you? They're sitting here looking. They're right now. They're looking up at Detroit. They're looking up at Milwaukee. They're looking up at uh, Washington in fifth place. They are four games out of Miami in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Of those teams. Detroit, do they scare? Let's play a quick game. Let's play a quick impromptu game that we do on this podcast all the time. Faux real or faux fake. All right? Let's look at the four teams that the Sixers are looking up at right now. Faux real or faux fake. Uh, Eighth spot, let's see. That is, uh, is, is that the the Indiana Pacers? Yes. One game out of uh, eighth place, Indiana Pacers. Looking up at the Indiana Pacers. Yes, they got Victor Oladipo. Yes, he's balling. But I kind of think that's best player on a bad squad. Mm-hmm. I like what he's I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I think I look at Victor Oladipo and I think, hey, best player. He's Larry Hughes right now. Uh, best gonna, player on I a bad. I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that now. Best player on a bad that's squad. That's disrespectful. To who? To the Victor Oladipo. Okay, maybe, maybe not. I could be wrong, but right now, I, I know that I'm not afraid of the Indiana Pacers. No. To me, I look at the Indiana Pacers. If I got to decide faux real or faux fake, looking at the Indiana Pacers, I say faux fake. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Let's go to the next next team. Seventh place, uh, Detroit Pistons, who we've owned. We still have to play them one more time this season, I believe. Faux fake. Faux fake, the Detroit Pistons. Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they got the Greek freak, but the rest of that team, I am interested. I do want to see the Greek freak versus Ben Simmons. I want to see two big uh, two big guys who can run the point play each other. I'm not quite sure how much, how much Greek freak will guard Ben Simmons, but I do want to see that matchup. I would say full real for them. I agree. Full real. Full okay. Full real. They're twenty two and eighteen right now. Twenty two and eighteen. We're nineteen and twenty. They're twenty two and eighteen. Also looking up at the uh Washington Wizards, who we've beaten already this year. Twenty three and eighteen. Faux real or faux fake Washington Wizards. I like our backcourt against them. They have no one on that backcourt. Yes, they have dynamic guards. 
Mm-hmm. No one in that backcourt can guard Ben Simmons. I will take my I will yeah. take my chances with B, uh um excuse me with uh John Wall against having to guard for forty eight minutes Ben Simmons. Yeah, I agree with that. I go with that. Washington does not scare me. I say full fake. Now, uh, Miami, I don't believe we played Miami yet this season. No, not yet. Have not played Miami this season, so I'm not quite sure. Uh, uh, they got Waiters. They got Whiteside. They have Drogics. Don't really Real know. Real quick, shout out to Kurt Jenkins. He, say, uh, he says, what's up to you? Yo, what's up, Kurt? All right. Do you know him? Yeah. Okay. Okay, go back to your point. So yeah, Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh the Heat. Uh White Side. They got White Side. They got Dragic. Um, they got Winslow. You know, Waiters Island is always there. Mm-hmm. Straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Um I am not gonna say full fake. Okay. Because that's a team that caught fire last year. Yeah. In the last half of the forty one games in. If they played better, the if they played better the first half, they would have made the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that team has a tendency to get hot at the right time. Okay. So I'm going to say for real. For real for the Miami Heat. Yes. Uh, real quick, uh, just to get back to our Brett Brown part, point. Mark Kennedy says, mm-hmm. being up 20 points on many of the best teams in the NBA, Golden State, Houston, Cleveland, Boston, etc., it can't be the coach. Obviously, he has the right game plan, but he doesn't throw the ball away. He doesn't miss wide-open shots. Brett Brown is a very good coach. That's from Mark. That's what he says. Mark, for that, you get a like. Thank you, Mark. But that's like me But that's like me saying Fran Dunphy's a good coach at Temple right now, and Temple got blown out. That's like me Temple, saying Temple, that. Yes, Temple is a, a struggle. I'm not quite yeah. sure if I'm, I'm – I'm not, I'm not checking out on Fran Dunphy. That's, and that's, that's another segment. That's but, like that's like me saying that's like me saying Coach G at LaSalle's a good coach. Is he not? No. He's mediocre. Really? Yeah. Kinda hurts my heart. Kurt also says, give it time to gel. Sixers are 0 and 8 versus Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto. Nineteen yeah. eleven against the rest of the association. That's good. That's good. You know, I mean and I think like that's the first step. This the Sixers are at You have to they, beat, they, you have yeah. to beat the teams that yeah. you're supposed to beat. Yeah. And they, the teams they that you the teams. aren't, and yes. the team that you aren't yet, you want to see them put up a good fight. You want to see them play Cleveland like how they played Cleveland. You want to see that. The games against Toronto, the second game, you want them to play like that, but not give up the lead. You want to see them play like that. you want to see them not let DeRozan go for forty five. Mm-hmm. Boston again, you had them on the ropes yep. again. What do good teams do? And we say this in sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Good teams. Great, good teams and great teams do not let other teams come back. I mean, Gotta things be, could be worse. We could be all Cavs fans right now, <laughs> and you know they're getting, they're getting, they're, they've been getting, you know, blown out by twenty, yeah. thirty points Cavs the past couple right. weeks. Cavs will be all right. I don't think so. I think the Cavs will be all no, right. No, they ain't. I, I think the Cavs will be no, all right. I, 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 no, they, they, no, they, no, 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 no. You want to no. try and place, place a wager on that? I, I, I will. I, mean, I will place a wager right. on that because right. I don't trust. I don't trust old man D Wade. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Tristan Kardashian in the middle of that paint. Stop calling that man Tristan Kardashian. It is Tristan Kardashian. Stop calling. That He's man a bum. Tristan. Stop calling that. He's man. a bum. Like Maybe, but call that man by his last name. Don't call that man by his by his woman's name. Tristan Kardashian. That's disrespectful. That's so Chloe's, Chloe's, Chloe's close to putting together starting five right now. <laughs> oh my God. All right. 
Look, uh, Kalen jump back in. Sixers will be a team nobody wants to face in round one of the playoffs. Could be an upset on the cards. We have played Miami as Embiid had a huge game versus Whiteside and and Twitter were after. Was that this season? What? That uh, that Embiid and Whiteside got into it on Twitter. Was that last year? That's preseason. That was preseason. I think okay. it's preseason. Okay. Whatever, but still, good point by Kalen. Hey, Kalen, guess what? You get a like. All right, Kurt jumps back in. Uh Said Javon gave me my first writing gig, which helped me get a small radio show. Hey, man, good luck. Man, you need to have the best in the world on, man. Uh, Mark Kennedy thought your Tristan Kardashian uh, line was pretty funny. Miami won't be able to defend Embiid for seven games, but to see Whiteside versus Embiid would be great. Yes, yes, and yes. I'm, I'm over here. I'm just out here handing out likes. I'm out here doling out likes, man. But nonetheless, hey, look, bottom line is I – I know I was a little bit down as far as the Eagles yes. and their, you know, their chances this weekend. Mm-hmm. But for me, as far as the Sixers go, glass is still half full. Yeah, glass is still more than half full because when you also look at, you know, given with the, with all their struggles, all their struggles, you know, they're sitting here with, they're sitting here with more than half a season left to play, and they've already they only play Boston one more time this season. You know who brought up that they were zero and eight versus. Uh, Boston, Toronto. Kurt. Yeah, Kurt brought it up. They're 0-8 against Boston, uh, Cleveland, and Toronto. They only play Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto one game each for the rest of this season. That's all right. Still got to play Detroit again, Yeah, who they've owned. Still got to play Indiana again, who they've had good success, you know, who they've had success. Already played uh, Golden State twice. Already played Houston twice. Already played Portland twice. So... For me, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I, I feel like I completely feel I'm, I'm totally glass half empty. Uh, let's see. Or in fact, of the teams and of the playoff teams right now in the West, top eight scene, top eight teams played Golden State twice, mm-hmm. played Houston twice, won a game. Played, uh, I believe they got played San Antonio again this season, mm-hmm. but they won a game. Played uh, Minnesota. Have they played Minnesota twice? Once. Won a game. Played Portland twice. Won a game. Played Oklahoma. They have to play Oklahoma City again this season. Uh, they, I believe they have to. Have they played Denver? Once. Once. Lost that game. No, we beat Denver. No, we beat Denver. So there you go. I'm looking at the top eight teams. I'm seeing a win against Houston. A win against San, uh, the Spurs. A win against uh, the Timberwolves. A win against the Blazers. Two, uh win against Denver. Have they played? Uh, they haven't played. Uh, uh, New Orleans yet? Yeah. yeah, they did. They went or lo- no, they lost. They lost. They that's lost. When, that's okay. When Drew Holiday went off for thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, nonetheless, that's glass half empty. I'm seeing success against the West, winning games against the West, and the teams that have given them trouble in the East. They only have to play three more games against, and that you're sitting here one game out of the playoffs. Four games out of a top four seed. There are four games out of a home playoff series. Home in the first round. Yes, I understand. Now, now look, I'm I'm not going crazy. I'm not going to go crazy with this. I'm not out here sitting there saying, you know what? You know, I'm I'm not. I'm, look, I'm trying to be realistic. But the fact still remains is as bad as this game was today, the Sixers will be fine. The Sixers will be fine. Yes. And as frustrated as I am with Brett Brown mm-hmm. and deserve, 
deservedly so. I am not yet on the fire Brett Brown back. Uh, bandwagon because of the glass being half full because as bad as they've looked as much as they turned over the ball as much as they struggle to hold on to leads they're still winning enough games that the playoffs are within reach i agree exactly i know you do Notice, I'm already dropping knowledge on you youngster yes that's what i'm doing i appreciate I, I appreciate you listening to me I appreciate you listening to me. People just, hey, guy wants to know, if you could sign any free agent player to help the Sixers take the next step, who would who would you want? I would want LeBron James. <laughs> that's easy enough, LeBron James. Simple. Yeah, simple. That's easy enough. Uh, Mark Kennedy says, hey, I believe after the All-Star break, we're going to scare the uh, poop emoji out of people. I mean, we're a family show. You can't say what that really is. All right? But I agree. The You're absolutely sugar, right. Sugar, honey, iced tea. People still say that? Yeah. All right, whatever. Me but yeah. nonetheless, but I, I think he's absolutely right. Because I think, I, I, somebody asked me, in fact, it was my man, Nye D. My man, Nye D, uh, asked me uh, when I thought Markel Fultz was coming back. I said after the All-Star break. I want to set that bar low. Because I wanted to be pleasantly surprised if he comes back beforehand. And he could, you know, I don't know if he will or not. But I think he'll come back after the All-Star game. And I think it might. they might start off slow, but they'll be all right. They will be all right. They got a big game on. But here's the thing. It's crazy because you look at the teams that they've struggled against. They've struggled against Cleveland. They've struggled mm-hmm. against Boston. They've struggled against Toronto. They played Toronto for the last time this season on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. That's a good feeling. I have a dream that the, uh, the Sixers will win. I don't know if they will or not. It's a dream. But they play. <laughs> Whatever, man. If they're going to play bad, if they're going to make this whole Martin Luther King game uh, a thing, you know, let's whatever. We got to tie it in. It's only a thing in Memphis. Really? Yeah. Whatever. But none, nonetheless, uh, your man Kurt says he's going to be at the game. I thought I was going to be at the game, but I'm not. My man had to hook up with the season tickets, and I was trying to wait to make sure I had some money to actually pay for the tickets. Mm-hmm. But by the time I realized I'd have some money, he 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 uh, he he couldn't do it. He didn't come through. So I'll be watching the game on television. But nonetheless, yeah, you know, it. I think. We could be we could be in store for a little bit of doom and gloom over this next week because we've struggled against Boston. We play Boston again next Thursday, and we play Toronto, which we've struggled against all season. So you're sitting there looking at the end of the end of next week being possibly three games under five hundred, but nonetheless, nonetheless, after next week, we don't have to see Boston again. We don't have to see Toronto again, and we have to see Cleveland. One more time this season. So I'm good. It's a great feeling. Oh, your boy Kurt says he got uh, season tickets. Yeah, I, I told you this already. Oh, you did? Yeah. Then why haven't we gone to a game? I've divulged this with you many a times. You have? What was I doing? I told you that he's a season ticket holder. He's been a season ticket holder for a few years. He's been down since the Andrew Bynum, Jason Richardson press conference. Oh, wow. How many tickets? Two tickets? I don't know. You need to hook hook us up. Hook that up, man. We've already had part one of Best in the World Day at the Sixes. Yeah. Hook that up, man. Kurt, 
if you're listening, watching, whatever, man. He said he's been. He said uh, five years strong for him. That's, that's Told good because he's watched a lot of bad basketball. Yes, he has. He's watched a lot of bad basketball, but nonetheless, we're feeling good. After next week, we don't have to see shout Boston. Out, shout out to Team Wop. Team what? Team Wop. You remember that? That was the uh, that was the made up name that they gave to the. It was MCW. Tony Roten, Khalif Wyatt, and someone else. Need to be they need to be called Team for all the L's that they had. Hey, Tony Roten was kind of fire. Was he? His crossovers were kind of. Was he kind of fire? His, his crossovers was, were kind of. Was he kind of fire? Did oh, we over? Did we? Oh my, uh, oh my god! Where's Tony? Tony Roten works at Minnows right now. No, he, he, he plays in the G League actually. Yeah, that's that's the same thing as working at Memos. He works uh, at Memos. He ain't gonna be disrespectful on, to the G League. He works at Memos. Cut the show. Cut the show. <laughs> uh, I'm not no disrespect to the G League. Are you playing for the Sixers team in the G League? Are you no, playing for the '87? Houston. Then why do we care about Tony Roden? I'm just saying. I was just giving a shout out to Tony Roden. He oh, still trusts the process. Whatever, man. He still yo. You don't you see him on Twitter? He still supports the Sixers. That's because he wants a job. I don't. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. But all right, all right. Nonetheless, let's see. Kurt Jenkins says he he season ticket holder through the ten win season. Yes, he was. Hey, Kurt, how, if if you're watching, and I'll hang I'll hang till he answers. Kurt, how of that ten win season, your six season ticket holder, how many wins did you actually physically see? <laughs> That's my question, and we'll wait here. I'll kill time until Kurt comes back with an answer. You were at the you were a season ticket holder for the Ted Wood season. I want to know, Kurt, how many games did you actually see them win? Uh, giving more shout outs to people who watch us on Facebook. And if you have a comment, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. All right. Uh, Kalen wants to know, do you think Embiid or Simmons can make the Sixers Mount Rushmore and who you got being there? Right now I have Iverson, Doc, Moses, and Wilt. Iverson, Doc, Moses, and Wilt. Because I put Mo- I love Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is one of my favorite teams, but I put Moses over uh, Barkley because Moses helped bring a championship to this team. All right? That's just, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. All right? Um, let's see. Roten was a beast here. Uh, Mark Kennedy says Roten was a beast here. Uh, that one season, I don't know what happened. Life happened. Told, right. told you. Life happened. Told you. Life happened. Told you. <laughs> told you. Put some respect on that man's name. If you want to read more comments about Tony mm. Roten, Tony Roten gave mad respect to the Sixers. I do. I, 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 I don't doubt that he... Has fond Check memories. it out on two on on uh what's that website two, uh two ways ten days dot com G League website. Shout out to my boy Adam Johnson over there holding it down. <laughs> All right, look, look, I, I am not going to sit here and besmirch his resume. I you know I'm not quite sure how good I think he was. Let's see, my man Najee Johnson jumps in. He says that season I went to seven games. I saw one win against Brooklyn. Celebrated like we won the finals. <laughs> oh man, uh, Najee would also says he'll take Tony Roden over uh, Gerald Bayless right now. Thumbs up or thumbs down on that, my friend. Thumbs up. You would take Tony Roden over Ger- Gerald Bayless. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, and that's not the even, and I don't even say that as a means to, like, I don't, I don't say that as a means to defend Gerald Bayless because Gerald Bayless can be hot garbage. 
Oh, Kurt Jenkins says he literally saw them win twice. Said they beat the Nets and the Suns. He was there for that. He saw two wins that season. Two of the six Sixers, ten wins. Twenty percent. He counts for twenty percent. If you throw in Najee, that's thirty percent. People who saw thirty percent of that Sixers uh, ten win season are here watching on Facebook Live and can listen to the podcast once again. SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports. All right. That is the website. Check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. We are going to get out of here. We want to thank you guys for listening. Once again, you can check us out every Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com. Mm-hmm. All right. phillygoflow.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. following the Reggae Sunrise Show preceding early morning 80s. Yes. Get your dreadlocks, mm-hmm. get your jerry curls, and in the middle, there's us. Yes. Talking sports on phillygoflow.com. Mm-hmm. We're predi- we're hoping for an Eagles win. Yes. We are hoping for an Eagles win because hopefully, I, I, you know, I will put it out there, all right? Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next Thursday to talk about a, uh, talk about whatever happened. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking at the Eagles and the conference championship, we might have to go live. The live best in the world pregame and postgame show. All right? We might have to make that happen. We might have to try that. We need you guys who are watching on Facebook Live today to make sure you guys make that happen with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we appreciate it. We thank, you know, guys who listen to the podcast, my man Kalen all the way out there in uh, Australia, you make sure you download this podcast. Listen to the whole thing. SoundCloud dot com slash bitw sports and before you walk away you make sure we gave you mad likes on all your comments kaylin so you make sure you like this page buddy all right that's what you do you too kurt you too Najee. i've been out here handing out these likes y'all better make sure y'all like best in the world sports report on facebook instagram twitter you follow us all right you follow us you interact with us and we'll interact with you All right, my name is John. This is Jovan. Thank you for joining us for the Best in the World Sports Report. We'll be back next week. We out of here. Peace, y'all. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.